Hello and welcome to ConstructorCast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I'm your host, Leah Pilkonis. This is the eighth recording in our COVID-19 special edition series, where we bring you timely information that construction companies need to consider as they strive for business continuity. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an impact on business learning and development. AGC of America has certainly felt this because we offer a number of educational programs throughout the year that provide career development opportunities for contractors. Since mid-March, all of AGC's live events have been postponed, or we've had to look for ways to bring the same caliber of information to contractors in a virtual format. I have three of my colleagues here with me today to share an inside look at how AGC is shifting from a physical environment to virtual events so we can continue to provide the same support to the construction industry. I'd like to invite them each to say hello and introduce themselves. Jeff, why don't you go first? Hi, thanks, Leah. My name is Jeff Wilson. I'm the Vice President of Marketing at AGC of America. Thank you, Jeff. Nazia, how about you? Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Nazia Shah, and I'm the Director of Safety and Health Services at AGC. Thanks for being with us. Jordan? Hi, I'm Jordan Howard. I'm the Director of the Federal and Heavy Construction Division. Thank you, Jordan. So, Jeff, I want to start with you and and ask my first question to you. As the Vice President of Business Development, I know that you want to do all you can to continue to improve the performance of the construction industry. How is AGC adapting um, its conferences and all of its educational strategies to try to continue to reach contractors during this pandemic? Thanks, Leah. Yeah, it's a, a crazy time right now, to say the least, and and we're focusing on it from an association standpoint. I can only uh, imagine the challenges of uh, from a contractor's perspective, but the role that we play as an association in helping to educate and train and and connect um, our members is really important, um, and probably more so now than ever um, in helping uh, contractors uh, deal with with the ongoing pandemic issues. Uh, job site closures, and then the the new normal with um, uh, keeping people protected and safe on a job site. So our the the need for our association to continue to uh, create opportunities for training, to continue to create opportunities for uh, networking and best practice sharing is is really important. And the uh, issues that we've been facing uh, both now and as we're looking ahead through the fall um, have had a, a really big impact on um, our, our our normal course of business. So as, as you referenced, uh, across almost uh, the, all of our conferences uh, from beginning in April uh, already through now August um, are facing situations where the hotels and conferences and venues are unable to safely hold these conferences uh, or, or are limited in their capacity based on uh, uh, you know, local ordinances. So as such, we've really had to uh, look at how we can quickly adapt um, in order to continue these programs going forward, how we continue to um, uh, support the members as we go through this. So we've really been looking at taking a lot of our conferences virtual, um, uh, scheduling and, and, and changing the format so that we can better enable anyone to participate in these conferences, no matter where they are um, in the country, without having to travel, obviously. There's um, uh, restrictions from a, a regulatory and a, um, 
a, a local ordinance level all the way to corporate travel restrictions that are impacting some things. So we feel like uh, the need for us to continue to operate our meetings and provide these education and training venues is critical. So virtual is really the only option that we have. So we're, we're fortunate that we feel like we've got some really great tools and solutions and a great team of uh, volunteer leaders and staff that are going to help us put all these conferences um, in a virtual format. Uh, you know, kind of in addition to the conferences that we hold, we also do a, a wide variety of training. Uh, we've historically done webinars as a big part of our solution, allowing folks to uh, connect and learn uh, from experts in the industry. Uh, but we have definitely ramped up our level of activities with webinars um, in the last uh, 10 weeks um, uh, since, since all of this really started to hit hard. Uh, so we, we continue to see webinars as being a, a real important part of how we can continue to educate the membership um, especially around key issues um, and how we can continue to serve in the capacity that we were previously. Um, you know, I think uh, beyond that, the, the thing that we're, we're really seeing on the education front is from the Agency of America chapters. And, uh, you know, the, the local chapter network has really stepped up uh, and, and is supporting the, the members in their area um, with virtual training. Um, many of them were already doing some level of virtual training, but all of them now are, are rapidly looking to, a, to adapt uh, to this new normal uh, for however long it lasts as well. Um, so whether it be safety training, uh, you know, OSHA 10 and 30 hour courses being moved online, uh, a lot of the chapters are now um, holding a, a wide variety of courses um, uh, virtually at their own local level. So I would encourage members to uh, check with their local chapter on the training opportunities that are available. Uh, in addition, chapters have, have also expanded their partnerships. Uh, a lot of our, our chapters are now partnering with um, organizations like uh, United Rentals, United Academy, uh, companies like Click Safety uh, to offer uh, their virtual training uh, programs as well, uh, typically with a, a member discount involved. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive to have seen the way uh, national and our chapters have, have adapted to this and, and are still continuing to deliver uh, value to the members. And it's interesting too, Jeff, to see how many multiple platforms or different um, formats are available now to offer training and to help get back on track. And I've noticed that it just technology has come such a long way from the webinar where you're just staring at slides on a screen to now actually really providing um, some true interaction and seeing people um, their faces up there talking. So I know you've spent a lot of time um, setting up the proper infrastructure and exploring um, different opportunities. I'm sure that you've been both a bit overwhelmed as well as impressed with all that there is to offer. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say about that? Just um, how many opportunities there are and that it's good that we are in the age of technology? Well, I think you, you, you nailed it. Um, you know, the infrastructure that's required to support a virtual training is really nothing more than a computer and internet connection and a, a camera. Um, and the camera itself is also not um, always as essential as long as the instructor um, has visibility. But the, the level of collaboration and communication that you're able to have with somebody um, halfway across the country or halfway around the world, um, just sitting at your desk is, is pretty amazing. Um, I don't think that we could be as connected with the members and doing the job that we're doing if we didn't have these um, really easy to use tools at our fingertips. Um, and, and whether it be um, uh, GoToWebinar, Zoom, 
um, Microsoft Teams platforms that that are being adopted by uh, contractors, by uh, our chapters, or or the tools that we're using nationally. Um, it, it really is amazing how easy they are to deploy, um, and the level of um, interaction that we're able to have. Uh, that that in many ways can 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 mimic or mirror what we're doing in person, and and sometimes is even a better way for us to connect. We're able to do it uh, faster, quicker, um, right. and and without having to have folks travel. Um, and certainly in this, these points in times, it's uh, critical that that's the case. Well, thanks for providing so many opportunities and for keeping all of AGC's educational offerings going. I, I want to take a quick look at two upcoming AGC programs that are going online or virtual. Nazia, you're a key player in executing the Summer Safety, Health, and Environmental Conference. Can you tell us about the process that you've been going through to ensure a smooth transition from what has historically always been a 300 plus person in seat conference for safety, health and environmental professionals across the country to now a strictly online virtual program? Sure, Leah. Uh, so first and foremost, our decision to go virtual really had everything to do with ensuring the safety and health for our attendees, our staff, our sponsors, and the larger community. You know, we still plan to, to have the same exceptional content and great speakers that our attendees have become used to. We've been reworking the schedule to take into consideration our attendees who are either who are on the West Coast, uh, Central. So we've adjusted our start and end times. Um, we've also looked at ways that we can incorporate our great sponsors um, into our sessions and into our, into our schedule. We've also gone ahead and looked at uh, recording all of our sessions. So folks who are not able to, to typically uh, tune in, they would have access to it. For anyone who registers, you're still able to earn CEUs, whether you're joining us on those uh, on those days or if you're watching afterwards. Um, and really it's still possible that we could that we could reach a larger audience. You know, we've certainly heard a lot about some of the travel restrictions and budget restrictions that our members are now facing. Um, so I think that this is a good um, opportunity for those who might not have been otherwise able to join us to really tune in. I know you wanted to share about the continuing education units because that's always really important to people who attend. And are you going to be able to keep that offering? Yes, definitely. You know, so um, we're still going to be able to offer the CEUs. What you really do is you're going to be sitting through the recorded session and then you're going to be taking your, your quiz like you would uh, any other time. So you're still available to do that. And I know that a lot of our attendees, uh, you know, have to earn their CEUs every year. And so we see that as really vital as to incorporate into the program. One of the things that I found um, really also important to kind of share with the Safety and Health Conference, one of the things that we're doing, as Nazia mentioned, we feel like this is an opportunity to perhaps reach a broader audience. Um, and we have uh, made adjustments to um, our, our registration pricing on that to, to make it uh, more uh, uh, cost effective for folks to attend. So, uh, you know, our hope is that folks that maybe wanted to come in the past but haven't been able to, whether because travel costs were high or they just didn't have the um, uh, the budget in their their training and education um, funds to be able to do so, will now be able to participate and, and, and get a chance to, to see what the, these conferences are all about. That's great. Now, one more question, Nausea. Well, actually, maybe two more questions. Mm -hmm. I, I know that 
in the past, because I've attended many of these programs, um, some of the some of the sessions are focused on uh, like a kind of roundtable discussion format. There's an opportunity where um, some of the safety leaders get together and have a, an interactive conversation that's not so much uh, focused on a presentation. And the in-house environmental managers do the same thing. So can you just share with our listeners kind of how we're exploring different platforms and different ways to um, make that opportunity still available? Yeah, sure. So, you know, as Jeff mentioned, we've been uh, looking at various platforms to really support our, our shift to virtual. And for our for our, our sessions that are more of a roundtable discussion, we're even going to, to look to platforms such as Microsoft Teams, where you have different channels, where it's easy for our members and our attendees to really navigate into those chat rooms and become part of that interactive discussion and really mimicking that in-person experience. Great. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to be part of it. Where can folks go to find out more? And what are the exact dates of this program? Sure, sure. So for more information, folks can go to shec.agc.org. And and the dates are still our in-person dates. It's July 14 through 16. Great. Thanks so much. You're welcome. So Jordan, let's find out about your upcoming program. Um, we're turning now to the 2020 Federal Contractors Conference. And, and this has always been a particularly unique AGC program where federal contractors directly interact with and pose questions to construction leaders at multiple federal agencies. So share with us, how are you bringing that kind of program to a virtual event? Yeah, thank you, Leah, for having me. And I just echo everything Nausea said about the health and safety of our attendees and our speakers are paramount. So that, that really drove our decision to go virtual this year. Um, Federal Contractors Conference typically every year is hosted in Washington, D.C., where we bring um, many federal agencies, think of the Army Corps, GSA, the Small Business Administration, which I think will have a lot to say this year, uh, to the table for uh, with the contractors to really have a dialogue with those federal entities. And like you said, I think that's what makes a unique chance to uh, share our challenges and solutions and sort of turn them into a positive um, solutions for the better. And so while the in-person meetings may be on pause, the, the issues that our industry faces still go on. So that conversation really needs to continue. And that factored into our decision to go virtual. So in order to keep that conversation going, we were looking at different ways to um, bring both the government and attendees together to, to continue that dialogue. And so this virtual platform where we can have um, multiple speakers, everyone can be seen was very important to our decision um, and going forward. So we're going to be centering our conference around that interactive uh, platform, trying to make it as similar to an in-person conference as possible and continue that great dialogue. So I know that in the past, you have invited federal contractors to submit their questions in advance so the federal agency officials can get prepared and um, be ready to answer them when everyone comes together. Is that opportunity still open? It's still open. So our, our agendas are really driven by the attendees and you know the experts. Um, are the contractors in the field so they can send me uh, jordan.howard at agc.org any questions you have we can 
propose them to the agencies and get that feedback. Um, we'll also have an option for clearly, you know, during the conference to during that dialogue to bring up uh, questions and, and we'll go over those. But I, th I think, you know, just that interactiveness. So, you know, that, that was part of our decision in going to a certain platform that allows that, but it may not be best depending on whichever, um, however your conference is focused. Um, for instance, we chose not to record our session um, at, at this year's conference. So the only way you can be kind of part of that dialogue is actually registering in order to have that, um, you know, candid dialogue that we've had uh, in years past. We're trying to keep that uh, for this virtual conference. And, and that's a really good point. Just again, differentiating between the different um, platforms and different formats. Um, some work for some conferences, some work, don't you know, work for others. Um, Jordan, uh, just as Nazia shared, I want you to share the exact dates of your program and where folks can go for more information. Yeah, absolutely. So this year's virtual conference will be June 8th through the 12th, and you can go to fedcon.agc.org. So F-E-D-C-O-N, fedcon.agc.org. Uh, you can register and find out more information there. Uh, and sort of like Jeff was saying, you know, webinars is sort of taking off as an educational uh, median. Uh, we're fully cognizant, maybe not everyone knows the federal market, but might be interested given sort of the volatility that we see today. So um, next next week uh, on the 28th, we'll be hosting a webinar um, educating contractors who may be interested in the federal market, showing them sort of the basics of, of how to get registered, what to expect, and importantly, what pitfalls um, contractors should be aware of and so that they can avoid that and be successful in the federal market. Great, thanks, Jordan. And and that webinars are recorded, correct? And then you get um, yes. emailed to you the recording along with the slides. Absolutely, and we, that's information we we hope will be invaluable to our our members and something that you know has a longer shelf life uh, mm -hmm. as well. And I think in this time with all the challenges that people are facing and with all of the work life balance um, challenges, it, it's nice to be able to um, to go back and listen to things um, on a time that's convenient for you. So that opportunity to have um, the recording of things is really useful. I want to thank you all for being with us. I really appreciate you sharing information on you know, how AGC is continuing to provide the same caliber and quality and amount of educational opportunities to the membership. It's been really great talking with you guys. I'm looking forward to the programs that are coming up. This has been another episode of AGC's Constructor Cast. Please subscribe to Constructor Cast from your podcast app, or you can stream all available episodes straight from uh, our website at www.agc.org/constructorcast.